is up, y'all? We are back for episode five of the two-minute drill. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so, so, so much. I am hoping that my audio is better today, and I'm hoping that it stays better because, as Gabe knows, I got a sick sick, sick new mic for my birthday, which was this past Saturday. I don't even know why I'm talking about that personally, because y'all don't really care, but y'all will like the fact that y'all can hear my voice a little bit better. Hopefully you like my Southern drawl. So Gabe, how are you doing? Pretty great. Just uh, enjoying all the NFL news. Dude, training camp's about to be a thing. Man, NFL news galore. I mean, we it's we've got a we've got a packed show. We've got some things to talk about. We've got some opt outs to talk about. We've got some signings to talk about. Um, and of course, we got the best core to talk about. But I want to give it to you, and I want you to give us um, the two minute drill, and I want you to give us your hot take of the, in my opinion, year. Everybody's saying it's a hot take, but what I think is Kyler Murray will win the MVP this next season. The reason I said that is because his two worst games last year, he threw one pick. His completion percentage was like high upper 50s. But for a rookie quarterback, I think the uh, it was like week eight and week one. After that, he's had above six, like I want to say above 60, 64% in every game. There's elite quarterbacks that can't do that every game now his like his best game that i was looking at was versus the falcons in week six which is kind of funny because two weeks later he had a terrible game versus the saints but in that game versus the falcons they won 34 33 he went 27 for 37 which is a 72.97 completion percentage three touchdowns and 340 yards versus a above average defense now if you if you watch if you watch from the first four weeks which they went oh three and one even the coach said they started off wrong they didn't they thought a way was going to happen but whenever the nfl season came they pretty much got punched in the mouth and if you watch from his first half of the season to second half of the season he looked more comfortable he looked like an actual NFL quarterback instead of someone that fell fell into an NFL field. Now he does look funny on the field with his big old head and tiny body because he is five <laughs> ten. So he he looks really funny, but every single one of his balls is super accurate. He's up there with a top two, top three quarterbacks in accuracy. And that's with like Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. I I don't understand why I'm getting so much pushback on saying the most accurate quarterback, which if you don't know, quarterbacks throw the football, is not a candidate for MVP. It's the silliest thing. He had two game-winning drives. One, he also had one comeback, but that game ended in a tie. And then after all of that, they added Hopkins, which is a top three I personally think he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. How can you go wrong with a wide receiver core of DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Andy Isabella, and Christian Kirk? It's just silly to think otherwise. And he 
went so the season went 04 and 1 if they had a three game winning streak lost six games won two lost the last game in the NFL season and he played bad in two games Gabe <clears throat> first off I think you went over the two minute drill so that 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 is, that is what we call a loss that's a and then even had you not gone over the two minute drill that is my man just to be fair i could totally talk about him for 60 minutes just a god awful take i'm not i'm not even going to give that the time of day um because we got to get into opt-outs but guys just just please stay with this game i promise he knows what he's talking about um Everyone will see whenever this season happens. He's going to be the best. Wow, I I can't even believe I just heard that. Guys, I knew that was coming, and I'm still shocked. So with that said, I didn't know that so many players would be opting out due to coronavirus. I will say that, Gabe. Um, There's guys that I don't even think like their own families know who they are or that they're in the NFL that really nobody cares about. They probably weren't even going to make the team. But – there's guys like uh, Larry Warford. We got Marquise Goodwin. We got Nate Soldier. We've got um, Star Lutalele. We've got a lot of big name guys that are dropping out. And I want to spend about ten minutes talking about this. I want to. I want to talk about at what point does this a stop? And I'm not saying that it should. I mean, because at the end of the day, these are grown men that are doing what they believe is best for their family. And by I mean, do what you want. That's cool. But. When does it stop and when when do – like what's the tipping point? Because at the end of the day, I don't think the NFL is going to throw out uh, fourth-string bums if you've got the top three guys that are that are all not, not playing. So I, I guess I want to start. When does it stop, Gabe? I, I think the NFL – I mean, NFL had the most time of any league to figure out what they were doing, and it really – they still haven't really agreed to everything yet. So I have a feeling the NFL is just going to pretty much just force this season to happen, no matter who gets out. I mean, even like one question people keep on saying is like, what if Patrick Mahomes is in like the AFC championship game and he gets COVID? Is he out until the Super Bowl? Nope. Nope. And and I, I talked to a, I talked to a client about this. No, he is not. Um, to think that because at the end of the day, the, the NFL is a business to think that their most marketable star, he is their most marketable star, their most marketable star is out for the AFC championship game because of coronavirus. I promise you, regardless of how we feel about coronavirus, I'm not even going to talk about that. I promise you, Roger Goodell would turn his cheek or he would, he would turn it. He would turn a blind eye to it. He would turn a blind eye to the fact that Patrick Mahomes, I don't care if it's the worst case of coronavirus ever known to man, or if it's just he's asymptomatic and he's probably given it to all of his friends and his teammates and all that crap. I guarantee you, I guarantee it, that there would be an eye turned. There's there's just as a I can bus- see that. As a business person, why would you why would you have your most marketable player miss a game because of the coronavirus? Again, not to say it is good, not to say it's bad, not to say it's huge, it's not whatever. But 
why are you going to have your, your guy miss it? Because at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, the competitive drive of people, and in particular males and in particular alpha males in the NFL, that comes out and you're not going to miss the AFC championship game. You're not going to miss the Super Bowl. You may miss a week 13 game that's meaningless, but not that any game's meaningless in the NFL because there's only 16, but y'all know what I'm saying. You may miss a less meaningful game, but AFC championship, Super Bowl, pfft, no, I mean, Patrick Mahomes would literally be half, he would have to code out to not show up on that field, truthfully. So, I mean, I, I, he, would I just, have to, he would have to announce that he had COVID, like, to the media before anything would change. And, 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 and again, it's then, then you start talking about, um, Guys, are, are guys going to out themselves? No, you look at it with concussion, something that, that that is a, not to say that coronavirus isn't a major issue, but something that is a major lifelong issue. Um, and we can sit here and say when you have concussions and having had two traumatic brain injuries myself, when you... When you can just kind of turn the turn the other turn the other way, knowing full well that you just got concussed, and you can just answer the questions right, and that's about a concussion. You can best be sure these dudes are going to be answering the questions right when it comes to when it comes to this coronavirus. Do you have shortness of breath? No, nah, man, I'm good. Do you do you feel like crap? No, nah, man, I'm good. Do you have a stomach ache? No, nah, man, I'm good. So on and so forth. And 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 I I don't think that that at the end of the day that the NFL would would uh, make Patrick Mahomes sit out. Now, would they make uh uh Maurice Kennedy, the I believe he's a cornerback that the Cowboys got from the Jets. Would they make him sit out? Absolutely. Would they make uh, Eddie Goldman for my Bears sit out? Absolutely, even though he's a huge piece, and that's going to be a huge loss, and I could talk about that for 30 minutes. Um, will they make Patrick Chung sit out? Possibly. But are they going to make Patrick freaking Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Drew Brees or Tom Brady, are they going to make them sit out? Fat chance. There's no way Tom Brady sits out or opts out or anything. With all of his medical uh, business and all that, there's zero chance Brady opts out. No matter if he freaking, no matter if his whole family has it, no one's going to know. His whole family could have already had it, but they would never announce anything. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a guy because I'm looking at the list that you that you um, created. And by the way, y'all, it, you can look at this list that Gabe created uh, on our Facebook two minute drill. Um, it's a great list. We have access for everybody, and, and I'm looking at it right now. And I'll also put it in the show notes. Perfect, perfect. Um, I mean, so right now we're at 31 guys that have opted out. The 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 the, the main guys. And I guarantee you, if I went and listed any of these names to the average Joe, nobody would know who they were. So my question then becomes, are we going to be dealing with 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 lower tier players that are doing this? Or, when, or at what point is somebody who is a big name going to do, going to do this if they will? You know what I mean? To, to, to be fair, like Dante Hightower and like Eddie Goldman and Michael Pierce. I mean, for any NFL fan, those are huge names maybe not for like the average joe but for nfl fans those are pretty big names i mean dante hightower is the biggest name on the list so far of course you say that as a patriot fan i mean he's a three-time super bowl champion so uh and he's been key in those so yeah, absolutely. everyone knows about him i absolutely. mean like damian williams a lot of people know about him just because last he, year they just won a super bowl so and he played great he's a great running back yeah i, I just think it it, this is just stuff and it, I was just talking to a client about this tonight is six months ago 
we couldn't have pictured that this would happen. And I think what it goes back to the NFL's um, complete and utter incompetence in dealing with this coronavirus, whether it's because they believe that it's not a big deal or they do think it's a big deal, but maybe it'll pass by the time September 10th and opening day rolls around. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to act like I know what it is, but to, to have, and you said it, you said it perfectly to have more time than literally any other sports league. I mean, look at the top three sports or the, the other three sports leagues. MLB was in spring training. Basketball was about 15 games away from the playoffs. NHL was getting ready to start the playoffs. So they were screwed, caught with their hands behind their back. But the NFL had just finished the Super Bowl for crying out loud. Had just, this is, this is back in February. My God, February, this crap breaks out. It broke out before that, but, but it became a huge deal. February, I believe it was February 20th was when, no, I think it was March 7th was when Rudy Gobert um, came down with it. And that just when crap hit the fan, but it was, they were about to play the uh, thunder. Exactly. So I, I don't know how the NFL is caught again in a God awful PR nightmare. Because of their own doing, or shall I say, lack of doing, in this whole situation, and it, it's, it's, it's just pathetic for a ten billion dollar a year company to be caught with their hands behind their back like this after a five month opportunity to not be caught with your hands behind your back. It, it's, it's just piss poor. It really is, and I hate to use that word, but it is just piss poor. Yeah, I mean, it's just silly that like they had this whole time and they like. I, they should have at least gather, even if it w- doesn't happen. Why didn't they get like get a bigger points down, like money? Money's the really the thing that's stopping everything. If they would have had that down, like in March, heck, in April, that would have been fine. But instead, they just were like, "Oh, we'll wait. We'll it'll, it'll be gone by then." That's what I mean. I don't understand the theory on why not just be prepared. It'll take a week. And, and now and you I, know everything. I wonder how. It, so th- there's not a whole lot of people who can. I'm not going to act like the the players who opt out who get $150,000 or at the players high risk, they get a $350,000 stipend. I'm not going to act like that's chump change. I mean, my goodness, give me that. And I'm I'm happy as a pig on and crap. The, the players that volunteer, it gets taken out of their next year. Salary, so, so. so so I, I wonder are they facing pressure and that that becomes a whole different issue but are they facing pressure from their team and even from their family most importantly to go out there and play and 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 be put in a predicament regardless of how you feel about it it is a predicament be put in a predicament that you've got to choose a or b now Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, Star Lutalele, he was a former first-round pick. I believe he was the sixth overall pick by the Carolina Panthers. Um, Eddie Goldman, I mean, the, the, these big names or the guys who, who have had a decent career and, and, and they've made their money, like, okay, it's just a year off. Who really cares? But these dudes who are, who are, um, who are fighting for their football lives, they're not going to opt out. And, and again, it just goes back to the I hate to be beating a dead horse, but it goes back to the the complete and utter incompetence on the NFL's part, and they're they're still trying to figure this crap out. They're they're still trying to figure this stuff out, and we are 
what, 40 days away from opening day or opening night? It's like, how does this work? It's crazy. I, I was I was talking to a client as well, and then then we can talk about something else. But I was I was talking to a client as well uh, yesterday, and the thing is, is now this this client was telling me, "Hey man, like I'm getting really scared that they're not going to have a season." And I said, "You know, I I think they're going to have a season, but we've gotten to the point now where I would not be surprised if they didn't have a season." I'd be completely shocked if the season didn't happen. Would you really? I mean, I, I, completely. The I, NFL is one of those companies that they will force this thing to work no matter what. There's no way they're going to say, oh, nope, we don't want that money. That money's no good here. Even if the star players are out, they would still not. But, I, just, I mean, I, I can see this. I can see all the star players opt out. Then they'll be like, They'll go strong against people kneeling for the anthem, and then all the people that hate all of that will come and watch the NFL. It, it's it's just again, I promise y'all I'm segueing. It's to, a circus to to our next. It really is, but I promise y'all I'm going to talk about our next topic. But it it's just pathetic management is what it boils. Down. It's it's just pathetic. You've had five months to figure this crap out. And you got a dude who lives in Oklahoma who's sitting in his room right now. And you got a dude who lives in Texas who's sitting in his living room right now that recognized that this was just piss poor. Like Roger freaking Goodell, uh, Maurice Smith, you've got to realize that this is just bad. And of course, you're not going to openly come out and say that, but it, it's it's just bad. And, and another thing, and you actually posted about this on, on your Facebook, um, and, and I think it was very intriguing question um good bad or indifferent it was just an intriguing question that got me thinking um, and especially as a bears fan i was interested in this come next year so we're, we're kind of talking about opt-outs and we're going to talk about signings come next year is there a realistic shot that aaron Rodgers is playing in a different uniform than the green bay packers the only reason i think so it's because he has no dead money after this year. And if they just drafted a first-round quarterback that they are happy with, and Aaron Rodgers has said he's not ending his career with the Packers. So it doesn't sound like Aaron Rodgers has any, like... It doesn't sound like he's reti- going to retire or anything. So he wants to play. And he's made comments to, like, the Vikings, some Viking players that they that he likes. So it'll be kind of interesting to see if he goes with like in division kind of thing, or if God, they try to trade not. him. I, I hope he doesn't. God bless America. I, I mean, I doubt Vikings. I doubt. I doubt Vikings will because they have Kurt, and Kurt is getting paid a lot of money. But it's one of those things. Like, would I be shocked if they got rid of him? No. Would it be a bad move? I think so. Just because he said he wants to play into his forties. And he looks like, I mean, he has the abilities to do that. But with him drafting a first-round quarterback, I think that is going to end soon. I, I'll tell you what I, what, I told, what I told you yesterday. And that is, if they go out and they play well, let's just say it's 12-4, and 13-3, and 13, um, 14-2, and 11-5, and 10-6, whatever it is. And they... 
I'm not even going to say make it deep. If they get to the second round of the playoffs, the divisional round, I don't think that that happens. I really don't. Because if he can lead that team to the second round with the the, the team that he has around him, and I actually heard a great point today um, and listening to the radio, and, and, and I knew that we were going to talk about this. And I was like, you know, I'm going to say this. Is so many people hate on Aaron Rodgers' supporting cast, correct? Mm, so so. Okay, so I they, don't. Th- they, I don't think his supporting cast is bad, but but a, but a lot of people. The, the a, general consensus is it's Devontae yeah, Adams that, and literally nobody. Aaron Jones the, the, after last the year. Consensus is the, the Packers have not built around Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so there's that consensus, but and this was such a great point. They've never built around him. They just are not hitting on the draft picks that they were hitting on with Greg Jennings, with Jordy Nelson, with um, just a bunch of players. I, I can't even think of the tight ends that they used to have. Uh, they had Mercedes Lewis. He wasn't drafted by them. He was drafted by the Jaguars, and I believe it was 2006. But well, Wasn't Devontae Adams drafted by him? Devontae Adams was drafted by him, and he's the only what hit about that they've had. Aaron Jones? He was drafted. Uh, I think, yeah, he was drafted by them. But, but the, the the point of it. Was, I mean, how many uh, people say he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? How many superstar players does he need? He's one of the biggest, and I want to use a different word. He's one of the biggest jerks of all time. When your own family doesn't like you, um, that 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 says I'm a not, lot. I'm not going to judge him too much because his family seems like a very well character, but. I, I I just have problems with people saying that Packers haven't built anything around him whenever he has a top 10 wide receiver and apparently a top 10 running back to what a lot of people say Aaron Jones is. And and he's... I just... I just I, I've seen worse quarterbacks do better. I don't understand why. Like, and he's not in a good division. The Vikings are so-so. The Bears, they don't have an offense. And... <sighs> The Lions have been a joke for the last 10 years. Matt Stafford, one of the most overrated players um, in this era, truthfully. And we should have we should just have a debate episode uh, because I I think we disagree with a lot of football stuff. I mean, we agree with a lot, but I think we disagree with a lot. I think Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Matt Stafford. He can make, he can make every throw on the football field. Well, I can cook everything from a recipe book. It don't mean I'm a good cook. Can you do it quickly? Can I do it quickly? No, but I'm also not in the NF okay. freaking L where I've spent my entire life doing that. Maybe Matt Stafford should have stuck with baseball like his friend Clayton Kershaw. But, um, yeah, Matt Stafford. <laughs> He'd probably good, make him more money. Good, he's good. You know, Matt Stafford up until two years ago was the highest paid player in the NFL, which is just insane. But he's getting paid like $36 million a year to do what? Throw the ball to Calvin Johnson, who retired like eight years ago. Uh, not really people. I know Calvin Johnson I'm, retired five years ago. But I miss Calvin Johnson so uh, much. I was watching, highlight, so, I was watching so highlights good. of him uh, like three, four days ago. And just you – know, I love that catch whenever there's three guys around him and he still wins, goes up he and catches was, it. He was so, so, so good. Um, and, and it's, it's funny because, and I didn't, this wasn't in the plans for the segue, but I wanted to talk about this just, just briefly. Um, then we can get back or we can start talking about the best core, but briefly, what are your thoughts on the Jamal Adams, uh, heist? That's what I'm going to call it. What, what were your thoughts? Okay. At first I thought the jets were stupid. I thought the trade was, I, I mean, the Seattle kind of overpaid. But I thought the Jets 
was the mistake. Okay, so the trade was Bradley, a Seattle safety that actually had a pretty decent season, um, and two first round picks and a third for Jamal Adams and a fourth. Now the Jets, they have a bad coach. The team's not going anywhere, anyways. So might as well build for the future because I expect Adam to be fired this offseason or the next offseason. And then the GM seems to be like he, he knows what he's doing. Yep. So if they can maybe get a decent pick with one, at least one of those two first, then it wouldn't be that bad. My only thing is Jamal Adams is a top two to three safety. And the Jets have missed on like eight of their last nine first round picks. So it's going to be in time, but I still think Seattle won the trade. So, Tommy, I know you're going to listen to this. And I know you know where I'm going with this. A safety who cannot cover. A safety who does not get interceptions is just he's just not worth it. That's that's all I'm going to say. Um, I, I I think Seattle is is wanting to kind of get that Legion of Boom back. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, that might be a detriment to them too. And and you want to, you want to get a big hitting safety in, in the in the mold of Cam Chancellor. And I'm not comparing Jamal Adams to Cam Chancellor. I, I think we can all agree that Jamal Adams is is better, but. I don't believe he's he's better by a mile like most people would 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 immediately say. But no, I agree. I mean, uh, if 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 you paid attention to like the, I mean, whenever the Legion Boom was all put together. Now after the Legion Boom, he wasn't. I'd die my. And then he but, had the neck injury where he had to retire. Really sad. But yeah. uh, Jamal Adams has got to be paid in two years, and you, if not it, after this year, you 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 don't. You don't win a championship with your best defender in today's day and time being a safety. You just you just don't. So now, now at all three levels, they've got studs: Jaron Reed, Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams. And you can you can talk about Shalik uh, or uh, Shaquem Griffin. You can talk about uh, Shaquille Griffin. That's someone who I was thinking about. Um, Shaquille Griffin is is, is really good. Um, Trey Flowers, like they've got some good pieces there. But I don't think that if 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 Jamal if the Seahawks do anything this year, I don't think it's because of Jamal Adams. I don't think it's because he he um, shot them over the top because people don't won't remember this because a lot of people just don't know. But when there was talks that he wanted to come to Dallas, there was um, Vegas, you know, sets, sets over-unders on wins every year. And Jamal freaking Adams, who we can all agree is a, is a top, let's just say, three, four, five safety in the league. Jamal Adams did not move the needle more than a game for the Dallas Cowboys. So Jamal Adams, really good. I'm not going to sit here and act like he's not, but to sit here and act that he's going to be the reason that the that the Seattle Seahawks go out and win a championship. No, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. Now, could I look like an idiot in a year? Possibly, but I, I don't, uh, I no, I, I don't think so. With that, I don't, I, mean, I don't think a single defensive player will tra- move the needle too much. Not even Aaron Donald. I don't think because there's ways to get a, guy out now if you have seven of them that's going to move a needle but whenever you if you just have one or two guys there's nothing i just I, unless he's having a hall of like 
a Hall of Fame type season. I I will take um, I I will take what the uh, Jets got for him over him. I just will. The now, only reason I don't take the Jets is just because I think they suck at drafting. I mean, they're, prob- they're probably they're probably going to miss. Yeah, they're they're, they're probably going to miss. That's the only reason I don't like the but just because I have little faith in the Jets. If they can go out and and get some players, I mean, again, huge if, huge if it's 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 a crapshoot. But if they can go out and um, get some players with these draft picks, I I think they're going to be pretty set. And it's it's funny that that I just mentioned um, some draft picks because I want to talk. I want to start talking about the best core. We are going to spend um, roughly. We've already been talking for about twenty eight minutes. I want to spend about twenty minutes on this, and I want to spend time. We're not going to go one by one through through all these through all these lists or th- through through each team because that's what is thirty two times three ninety six. Um, I'm not going to list ninety six players, but um, were there any teams that really just stood out to you, and were there any teams that um, stood out to you in a good way or a bad way? And then I want to talk about who your top three cores are and why. I mean, not saying my three cores right now. The one. T- I mean, there's a few teams that kind of were like kind of interesting to me, but I don't think they're there now because like, I mean, the Dolphins, I, I'm really interested to see how Tua does if he's going to even play this year. I mean, with no offseason and he's coming back from an injury, it might be interesting. Now, the one team that I'm pretty interested about is the Ravens just because they have the MVP they have the, one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL, just below Hardman and Hill and Patrick Queen, which is probably the best linebacker coming out of the draft, if not uh, the best, yeah. second best. Yeah, I you, mean, it was between him could, and Murray. It was between him, Murray, and Trazon, that, Yeah, that that I mean, those three players alone is just nasty. And I mean, other than that, I don't know. I'm not too sure maybe the washington football team was still funny to say it's that is very strange um chase young and montez sweat is going to be nasty on the defensive line if they if they pan out yes a team that um that that truthfully surprised i wouldn't say surprised but but when i started looking at these at these teams and, and guys what we did with this is how we how we did it is we um laid out the teams of course and then just went one by one and picked out there's not a rhyme there is a rhyme or reason but there's not a right or wrong answer to these what i tried to do and what gabe tried to do is we try to have these guys be no more than about their fourth fifth year in the league um because if somebody's in their 10th year in the league i don't i don't think that we can consider him a young piece um he's at least 30 years old um now part of a core yeah like if your name's aaron donald yeah but um generally speaking we we went for young guys we went for guys in their second for rookie second third years type thing so with that being said there was a couple there's a couple teams that caught my eye one of them was the Bengals, um and it's not because of joe burrow it's actually because of the two guys below him and i know y'all can't see our notes but i'm looking at them right now uh jonah williams people are sleeping on how good jonah williams was as a tackle at alabama jonah williams i don't know if anybody even knows who he is quite honestly got hurt in training camp last year if i'm remembering right he blew out his acl so he missed all of last year jonah williams was a destroyer in college blocking and protecting joe burrow's blindside 
I think you're going to see like, holy crap, this Jonah Williams, dude, this, this dude ain't no joke. And then another guy is Jesse Bates, the third, their free safety, Jesse Bates, the third, um, is a really good safety. Um, I, I wouldn't sit here and say he's a top three or top four safety. I would say he's probably, um, sitting in that second tier, probably about eight, but that dude has only gotten better in his time in the league. Um, so, so that's a team that I think is setting themselves up. And of course, at the end of the day, if you got a young quarterback on a rookie deal, you're setting yourself up. And then another team is the Steelers. The Steelers. Yeah, I was just looking at that list. The Steelers have a disgusting defensive core. Like, absolutely disgusting. TJ Watt, he's going to get his money probably later this offseason, if I'm being completely honest with you, um, in the next two, three weeks, especially with Joey Bosa's like five year, what was it, $135 million? Um, Mickey yep. Fitzpatrick's got to get his money next year. Devin Bush, beast. Like, that team, I almost put them in my top three. Um, were there any teams that you saw that you were just like, oh my God, this team is, uh, they're, they're kind of screwed. I mean, honestly, there's a few teams. Now, this is going to sound kind of weird, but the Rams, I think, are yep, kind of screwed. Yeah. They have, they, they're the team, they've traded almost all their picks. They are, they have a lot of big name players that want money. Eventually, they're not going to be able to build a team. How much are they paying Gurley? Uh, uh, well, well, he he got cut, so it's it's, yeah. it's Goff. It's Goff who they're paying. I believe Goff's getting paid thirty six million dollars a year this year, and I think it bumps up to like forty two next year. And, and I'm, then and I'm with Jalen Ramsey and Jalen Ramsey, Aaron granted, Donald, Cooper Cup, those players are really really good, but you cannot spend like thirty percent of their salary cap on defensive players. If it's like two or three of them. <laughs> so um, Jared Goff was signed last year to a four-year, $134 million contract. Um, and it's just nasty. It's it's disgusting. I mean, my God, I'm doing the wrong thing with my life. Um, I You can keep talking. I'm right? going to try to find his APY. What, uh, another team that I don't really care for is the Eagles. With Carson Wentz, he's pretty much been hurt every season since he's been in the NFL. Jalen Rigger. Which is a quick wide receiver, but who knows if he'll play out. And then Dallas uh, Goddard or whatever. Yeah. He, I don't think he's all that special either. Um, he's he's more of a he's more of a receiving tight end. He's not a blocking tight end either. Zach Ertz, Zach yeah. Ertz is of course way better. But um, a, a team that that I'm a little um. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here kind of wondering like, Hey, what's, what's the plan? And that's the Chicago bears. Uh, because people don't re yeah. People don't realize Jalen Johnson. He's a cornerback that was drafted out of Utah. I believe at 47 do not sleep on him. That dude is going to be a menace, but they have nobody else in, in terms of, in terms of a young guy. Eddie Jackson, he just got his money. Bo Jack, you, you deserve it. But Khalil Mack. So I'm, I'm just going to talk about the big name guys on the on the on the on the defense. Akeem Hicks, I believe Akeem Hicks is 32. Khalil Mack is 28. Uh, Kyle Fuller is 29. Yeah, Eddie Jackson is 26. Like all these guys that I'm saying, Eddie Goldman is 28. Um, they're not. They're not going to get better 
they're just not. Eddie Jackson had a god awful year last year after being a first team All Pro the year before. Um, it, I'm wondering what they're doing, and I don't want to bag on Ryan Pace too hard for what everybody else bags on him for. But when you draft Mitch Trubisky, and I'm not even going to talk about the fact that you traded up. I'm not going to talk about the fact that you passed on a bunch of other dudes. When you draft him and you and you miss on him, that completely screws screws teams. It it just does. When you draft a guy at, at the second overall spot and you don't hit on him, again, I'm not going to talk about who it is or who he passed up or the fact that he traded. When you do not hit on your first round picks, I don't care if it's the first or the 32nd, when you don't hit on your first round picks, you set yourself up for failure. And especially when you don't hit on your second overall pick who happens to be a quarterback. What didn't the Panthers uh miss out on Jimmy Clausen that one year? The the Panthers got him. The Panthers drafted yeah. Jimmy Clausen and then he got cut yep. in his second year and the Bears picked him up hoping that he could be a bridge between Kyle Orton and whoever. He sucked. What pick did the Panthers pick him up? I believe Jimmy Clausen was the I believe he was drafted in the third round, if I'm remembering right. Stand by for me uh, real quick. Because I remember some like NFL talking heads they were saying how oh he was drafted in the second he was drafted in the second round so he was drafted okay. in the second round pick 48 i was gonna say 68 so i remember some people saying he was like the best quarterback in the league in the draft that year he, and all he this was, he was he was one of the top top guys along with sam bradford um he, he was supposed to be the bridge between kyle orton and jay cutler and, and he was anything but the bridge i i believe my actual two-year-old daughter could throw a ball better than uh, Jimmy Clausen. Notre Dame just doesn't put out good quarterbacks. Deshaun Kaiser sucked. Jimmy Clausen sucked. Brady Quinn sucked. Um, uh, Joe Theismann was good. Uh, Troy Aikman was really good. Um, but no, he didn't play there. He played at UCLA. What am I thinking? Um, there, there's some guys that have been good. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on Notre Dame, but um, recently they haven't put good guys out. But all that to say, Gabe, who are your top three quarters? And, and the more important thing, why? Before we, I start on that, I do want to bash one more team. That's the Texans. They, I, I said something about how the Bill Ravens O'Brien, don't have any draft picks. Bill O'Brien, baby. The Texans don't have any draft picks, and they they're paying Larry Mitunsel like I think one or two most expensive offensive linemen. He, he's the most. I think, Watson, he, I think he's getting paid twenty two million a year. Yeah, Deshaun Watson might be out of there next year, and Brandon Cooks is replacing Hopkins. Which let's just face it, Brandon Cooks is no Hopkins. He hasn't really done anything in the NFL. He's been on what four teams now? Uh, and, yeah, Saints, Panthers, Rams, and now um, uh, the Texans. Brandon Cooks was also on the Patriots. Um, but it's just I don't I don't know what the Texans are doing. But to get off of being a negative Nancy. My three teams that I really love would be the Broncos and, of course, the Cardinals, the the future MVP of Kyler Murray, and surprisingly, the Panthers. I'm going to start with the Panthers first just because I really like them. They're kind of a sleeper because they are, have a new coach, quarterback, and pretty much everything. And Christian McCaffrey was pretty much their offense last year. And I don't see anything that's stopping them from doing that same thing this year, but with help with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater can actually throw a football, and he's a million times better than Kyle, Kyle Aaron, Allen. Now, do I think they'll win anything? Probably not. I mean, they have a tough division, and yeah. 
They have a nasty I division. I don't see much happening. But DJ Moore wouldn't be shocked to see him being a top 10 wide receiver this coming season. I would say top five, but I think that's kind of stuck right now. And then Shaq Thompson, not in love with him. He uh He's going to be replacing Luke, which is a tough task. I mean, Luke's been the best linebacker since he's been in the NFL. And with his concussions, he's out. Good, good, good on him, good on him for. I'm not going to sit here and act like I played in the NFL because I didn't. But concussions are no joke. Again, talking that I, I I've dealt with them, y'all. I, I've dealt with two traumatic brain injuries. I I deal with on a daily basis the uh, the effects of concussions. I will never, ever, ever fault somebody when they when they retire because of concussions I, I i just won't does it suck that we won't have luke keekley yeah i mean but if if you're faulting luke keekley you're doing it out of a selfish way luke keekley did what he believes was best for his family and that's that yeah so since i don't want to just go through all three of my lists can you uh you want to go through one of your selections guys i think i'm going to shock y'all with my number one I, I truly believe I'm going to shock y'all with my number one. So at number one, I have got the Buffalo Bills. At number two, I've got the Dallas Cowboys. At number three, I have got I have got the San Francisco 49ers. So I'll run quick. I'll run quickly through why I believe the Bills are number one, Cowboys two, Niners three. So yeah, guys, we put their core. Uh, the Bills core as Josh Allen, Ed Oliver Jr., and Tredavious White. Tredavious White was arguably the second best corner in the league last year, and he's only entering his fourth year. Tredavious White is a shutdown corner. When you have got a shutdown corner and you have got a dude who, who, who on the defensive line playing nose tackle as well as in, depending upon which technique they want to put him in, um, what, what defense they run. They, they run a, if I'm, if I'm correct, if I'm remembering right, I believe they run a base four three is what the, what the Bills run. But, um, I, I believe Sean McDermott runs a four three. But, um, Ed Oliver Jr., if this dude can stay off the alcohol while driving, you stupid idiot! Why are you getting a drunk driving arrest two months ago? But if he can, hey, st- he, they said that he wasn't drinking. Well, okay, whatever. Ed. He he had no his blood alcohol level was zero. Okay, well then but, you're just a god awful driver. No, he's an idiot because he had an open container in his le- like no in his door. I, I mean, you you bozo, but. Ed Oliver Jr., guys, I believe Ed Oliver Jr. is going to be a stud in this league. A stud. I'm not talking a guy that's like, oh, he's good. He, yeah, he's a good player. He, he can maybe make a pro. I'm talking like a perennial pro bowler, a perennial all-pro candidate. Um, and then Josh Allen, that is a huge wild card. Because, guys, Josh Allen, when he's on, and you can say this about anybody, but when Josh Allen is on, he can make any pass in the league or any pass in the game. He can make um, – he can do it with his legs, and that's huge in today's game, especially with defensive ends screaming across the edge. Uh, he can do anything that you need him to do. He won't lose you games, but that's all predicated upon him being on. When he's not on, dude, as I believe, I don't have his numbers right in front of me. I believe he's a career like 54% um, completion percentage. The, the dude is is about as inaccurate as 
inaccurate gets. But um, I do believe that they have the best young core in the NFL. And that's not even talking about um, AJ Epinesa. That's not even talking about uh, Devin Montgomery. That's not talking about some guys, Stefan Diggs. Like that team, I think, is going to be good for a very long time. The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Guys, Dak Prescott is not. He is not, I repeat, he is not a part of this young core that I have. The Dallas Cowboys core that I've got, I don't know, I'm talking a lot. I'm going to let you talk about your two here in a second game. The Dallas Cowboys core that I've got, I lied. I do have Dak Prescott as the core. I'm an idiot. But Dak Prescott, okay, there it is. I, I'm an idiot, guys. I'm sorry. I was, I was scrolling up to see my to see my uh, my notes. C.D. Lamb, okay, I don't think that's a shock to anybody. You could even throw Michael Gallup in there as well. Here's a guy that people don't even know who they are. They don't even know who he is. But Trevon freaking Diggs, Stefan's uh, uh, cousin, younger cousin. Trevon Diggs is a 22-year-old rookie. Trevon Diggs was, I believe, out of Alabama. Stud. Now, cornerbacks, they always get murdered their first year. So when Trevon Diggs sucks this year, don't be calling us up. Don't be posting us up. Don't be, don't be hitting us up saying, hey, you suck, Hunter. You're dumb. Trevon Diggs, I told you he was going to suck. No. Corners always suck their first year in the league. But Javon Diggs, mark my words, will be a pro bowler routinely. Hey, make sure you send that negative email to him and not me. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't send it to Gabe. Send it to me. Um, Javon Diggs, I do believe, will be a stud corner in this league. He's got the length. He's got the strength. He's got the abilities. He's got the hip fluidity. The dude is going to be a beast. Gabe, who do you got number two and why? Number two... Which is a tough one because I did say <laughs> Kyler Murray was the MVP. But number two, I have the Cardinals. The main reason I'm about to, I'm about so to destroy you for your third player, by the way. The, the main reason I like the Cardinals is because of Kyler Murray. He's going to be a threat. And I'm super excited about DeAndre Hopkins. He actually has two guys that will never drop the football. And he has two tiny guys. Which the tiny guys are, I'm pretty sure, bigger than him, which is kind of funny. But Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella is going to uh, be a linebacker's worst nightmare. And then Isaiah Simmons. And the only reason I am happy, like I'm excited about him, is because he's quick and he can make some tackles. The Cardinals defense isn't a game changer. It's not a game game wrecker. They're, they ha- they needed speed, and that kind of helps. I know you don't like him at all. Anytime, but- anytime you're a jack-of-all-trades, that means you're a master of none, and you can't be a jack-of-all-trades, master of none in, the, in a freaking L. Because remind me, who, who was Isaiah Simmons compared to the most at Clemson his senior year? Oh, Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers is playing for the New York Football Giants, second team in, I believe, four years. Jabril Jabril Say that name five times fast. Jabril Peppers sucks. Heisman candidate. Oh my God, he's a monster. He's gonna return kicks. He's gonna catch the ball. He's gonna he's gonna blow people up across the middle. Oh my God, he's gonna be a ball hawking safety like Ed Reed. Get the hell out of here. Jabril Peppers sucks. Isaiah Simmons, great. You can run fast. Great. You move laterally very quickly. But when all you are is a linebacker who's fast or a, ooh, I can even put my hand in the dirt. Good luck putting your hand in the dirt as a 238-pound man going against Tyron Smith or going against David Bakhtiari or going against uh, Lane Johns. Good luck with that. 
Oh, and the fact that um, the speed in college very rarely translates to speed in the NFL, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Isaiah Simmons. That's that's true. Get that's out very of here. true. Get out of here, Isaiah Simmons. I he could be great. I think he will be halfway decent. I don't, but I don't think he, I don't think he'll be a bust. I don't think he's going to be like a top defensive player or anything. That one big thing with the Cardinals defense is they have to get uh, younger. That defense, all the key players are old. I believe Chandler and I, Chandler Jones and I believe. And by the way, Chandler Jones, brother of John Bones Jones, the best UFC fighter in history, the best MMA fighter in history. Get out of here with Fedor. Get out of here with Anderson Silva. Get out of here with GSP. Get out of here with me. No, John Jones is the best. But this is not an MMA. Next time on MMA Talk. Yeah, this is not an MMA podcast. Um, I do believe Chandler will be traded this year. I do believe um, Patrick Peterson will be traded as well this year. Um, So I completely agree with you in that is that they need to get younger. Uh, Yeah, that defense is really old. All the key players. Now, the key players like Patrick Peterson and Chandler Jones are really good. And Chandler Jones is a sack monster. But you just... Uh, they're going to have to do a little bit more, a little bit more, and with a young quarterback, you need to build for the future and not right now. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't disagree with you at that, all with that. The Cardinals' offense will be the reason if they win games. Exactly, it won't be their defense. What do you? Who, who was your number one? The Broncos, and it's mainly because of the short time span with Luck, and. He and Cortland Sutton Sutton actually paired up pretty nicely. Sutton didn't do too much beginning of the season. I mean, he was a monster throughout the whole thing. But whenever Locke came out there, he, I mean, they were torching teams for a while. I mean, uh, Locke went, he played five games, had a little over 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. Not too bad for a rookie that was coming in super late. Um, And then Bradley Chubb. He was out last season with a. I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL, and uh, but whenever the two years ago he got what twelve sacks, twelve sacks, forty one tackles. That's uh, that's that's pretty good for a rookie. Now it's I, I'm not super high on Bradley Chubb. I was hoping he would be a little bit more dangerous. And coming off of the injury, will he be better? I think a lot of um, my question with Bradley Chubb, I think he can be good, but how much of it is because he's uh, playing on the opposite side of Von Miller and Von Miller commands triple teams, literally um, still to this day commands double and triple I mean, teams. To, to be fair, Von Miller's going to be playing for a few more years. So exactly. If exactly. he can wreck, if he can get some pressure, QB pressures, I don't personally think sacks is that important. I think it's more yep. pressuring the quarterback yep. matters more, but uh, if he can pressure the quarterback, with Von Miller, then the Broncos defense is doing pretty good. So again, tell us your one, two, three. Broncos, Cardinals, and Panthers. My one, two, three. We got the Bills. We got the Cowboys. And then my number three is the San Francisco 49ers with Debo, Nick Bosa, and Javon Kinlaw. If Javon Kinlaw, if his knees hold up, dude's gonna be a monster as well. And then put him alongside Niners. put him alongside of Nick Bosa. Ooh, doggy. That team is going to be good for a very, very, very long time. Niners will be he in the NFC for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, I really hope you all enjoyed this episode. I really hope that you all enjoyed um, the core talk. I really hope you all enjoyed the signing talk and the COVID talk. Um, 
And guys, as always, as I've said the past couple episodes, please like, please subscribe, please share this episode with your friends, um, share that, share this podcast with your friends, share the Patreon with your friends, um, guys, $2 a month. It ain't nothing. Support us so we can keep on putting this great content out. But uh, I don't have anything else for you. Gabe, what do you got for them? The only thing I want to say is if you want to see all the opt-outs, I will put the link to the Google Sheet in the show notes and on our Facebook page. 